Welcome to the Graceway Bible Church Podcast, a place to be immersed in teachings from God's Word. We hope you will be blessed by the Word of God as we discover together what our Heavenly Father wants us to understand. If you would like more information about our church, how to know Jesus as your Savior, or teachings from the Bible, visit our website, www.gracewaybc.org. Join us now as we dive into God's Word. You have some mechanical candles, some of you do, and so you can pull them out now. I'm going to ask that the house lights be uh, drawn down and turned off at this point. And I want to talk to you about light. I want to talk to you about Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. And as the light of the world, he is the one we focus on and enjoy, and he's special to us. Hold on, don't light your candles yet. When we think about that Christmas story, you can turn these lights off too, guys. When we think about this story, we think about the fact that Jesus Christ came and he was the light, the light of the world. And as the light of the world, that's this Christmas season, we celebrate that. And because we all now come and we embrace that light in our own lives, we experience that together. And so when you accept Christ into your life, there's a light that shines inside of you. So why don't you go ahead and... Uh, Make your mechanical candles work. Turn them on. That's great. It's a beautiful thing when we can enjoy the uh, relationship we have with Christ. Because we have that light inside of us. We appreciate him so much. Let's sing that song together. Sing with me. Silent night. Holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so about that and sometimes we get distracted by them we enjoy the stories that people tell and and there are even lights in our world that light up other things the shopping and the busyness and all the things that take place and and sometimes we actually get more focused on those lights than we do on the light of Christ well, let's all turn off your candles again or uh, let's focus just on the light of Jesus Christ 
and who he is because that's the true meaning of Christmas. Amen? All right, you guys can turn the lights back on. I want to encourage you young people, it's a very important thing that you do when you commit yourself to Christ. When you accept the Lord into your life, even at 13 years old or 14 years old or 15 years old or 16 years old, it starts to do something to you. It gives you a mission. It gives you a direction of where you're going to go in your life. It's so valuable because now during the next 10 years of adolescence, you'll be able to make decisions because you'll have this mission, this purpose, and things will come your way that don't fit into your purpose. So when temptations come your way or challenges you experience sometimes come your way, then you can say no to them. And you can say, that's not something that I want to be a part of because it doesn't fit into my mission. Some of those are bad things or temptations. There are other good things. For example, the decision as to whether you'll go to college or not will be made in part by, will it help me to further my mission to serve Jesus Christ in my life? When you come to finding a mate in your life, you'll be attracted to something, ooh, I really like that person. But when you find out they're not a Christian, you'll say, nope, I'm sorry, I can't get involved with that person because they don't have the same purpose. They don't have the same mission. God has called me to do something, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to go forward in this particular steps that God has for me, and that doesn't fit for what, uh, that relationship doesn't fit for me. I think that's what Joseph must have experienced when he thought that Mary was compromised. That doesn't fit the mission I want in my life. I'm going in this direction, and, and uh, both Joseph and Mary were righteous, and they wanted to do the right thing and move together. So when God revealed to Joseph that it was, well, it was something that God ordained, then he embraced it and fully embraced it in his life. Mary, she must have been only 13 or 14 or 15 years old, maybe 16 years old. I'm not exactly sure how old she was, but she was probably a young teenager when this angel visited her. The angel Gabriel came to her. You know the story. The angel came. He revealed to her that, that she was going to be with child, and, and she's going, how can this be? And there's this kind of back and forth interaction, and finally she says, okay, uh, I will serve you in all of this. But then after that's done, she says, I need to take a break here for a little bit. I'm going to go visit my cousin, Elizabeth. Now, it's interesting. Elizabeth had her own miraculous pregnancy going on because she was past childbearing years. And so uh, Mary goes to visit her and have this discussion. It's really interesting that in the midst of that, that the baby uh, of Elizabeth um, jumped in the womb. Uh, it was this um, six months old. It just reminds me of babies even in the womb or have, I don't know whether the baby heard what was going on or the baby sensed that this was the mother of Jesus and Jesus was in her womb. I don't know what was going on, but something happened inside of Elizabeth. Mary, just as a young, young girl, can I say a girl or a young woman? She wrote a song. She was pretty talented to be able to write a song. No, we don't have the tune. I wish we did, because we'd sing it. Of course, it would be sung in Hebrew, and then we have a problem. So we don't have the tune. We only have the words, but we have the words in English, and I'd like to read part of that to you and share with you, because Mary was, realized that she was this person who was blessed. And I think as we look at these just few verses of her song, these, first, uh, these few words, these few lines of this song, we realize that there's some secrets in here for the blessing that each one of us can experience. You and I can experience in our lives. 
that God wants to bless us. And we say that. I want to be blessed. I want God to bless me. I want him to bless the people around me. I want him to bless my family. I want him to bless me in my work and my finances. I want him to bless me in my health. I want him to bless me. And in this passage, we learn some very important things about God's blessing. Let me read the passage to you, at least this part of the song. It says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. I want to draw your attention to those words. They will call me blessed. She knew that something special had taken part in her life. And young people, again, as you choose to follow the Lord and make him the number one person, thing, purpose for your life, it charts a territory that helps you avoid a lot of the pitfalls of life. Does that mean everything will go fine? You won't experience pain? No, it doesn't mean that. But it does mean that there's a blessing that takes place in the midst of that that is cherished and beautiful and well worth all of the challenges you might face in the midst of that experience. For all of us today, we can experience the blessing of God. But there are two things in this part of her song that I want to draw attention to because if you, if you get these two things, then you have the entrance into the blessing that God wants you to experience. The first one I want to draw attention to is he says, she says, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. This is a reference to the Old Testament name for God. God Almighty, El Shaddai, first revealed to us in the story of Abraham where God is uh, actually happens to be speaking through another miraculous pregnancy where um, Sarah gives, is going to give birth to a child and you have all of these descendants that are going to come. And God says to Abraham, I am El Shaddai. When we think of El Shaddai, we think God is mighty. He's so strong. But it also implies this idea that God is so strong he can make it happen. What Mary realized in this story, and something that we all must realize in our own lives, is that God is big. He's really big. He's bigger than any challenge we experience. He's bigger than any political events that took play, can take place. He's bigger than any war that might be uh, in happening. He's just so big. Personally, he's involved in our lives. You see, Mary says this. She says, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. Isn't that what we all want? We want God to do those mighty things for us. The first thing we must recognize is that God is so big. Moses struggled with this as he was um, being called by God to go and, and go to Pharaoh and let my people go. And so God says, I am El Shaddai, the mighty one. I will make it happen. When we recognize how big God is, it just changes our worldview. It changes who we are. It changes what we think. Recognizing how big God is is something we all need in our lives if we want to be blessed and experience that blessing that God has for us. The second thing I want to draw attention to is Mary's understanding of her own weakness. God is big. I am small. She says these words. as she's, She says, For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant, She's drawing attention to her recognized weakness inside of her own heart. See, if we're going to understand and receive the blessing that God wants for our lives, that he wants to place on us as we walk through life every day, we must know how big God is and how small we are. But you've got to understand, you're not going to hear this message out in the world as you're 
walking around and listening to self-help books, they're going to tell you, you are big and God is small. The opposite message. They're going to tell you, you're so big, you can do anything. The humanistic message is all about how human, as a human, you have everything you need to be successful for yourself. If you just believe, now, believing is important, but it's what you believe in and who you believe in that's so important. But if you'll just believe, it's if belief is the end in itself, believe that you can do it, and you can. Anything you set your mind to, you can accomplish. Just believe in yourself, and you'll be fine. That's the message of humanism. But the challenge that comes, as we all know, when we think we're so great, is that we find times when we feel the guilt of our own mistakes. We, f- we find the regrets that we have for decisions that we make. We find the disappointment that comes when we don't achieve the goals that we wish we could accomplish. What we really need to do is reverse that and recognize that God is big and we are small. And so when we deal with our guilt, we have a God who forgives us and gives us a path so we can forgive ourselves. We recognize that there are regrets that we have, but God wants to move us forward. He gives us hope in our lives to move forward. There are disappointments we will experience in our lives, but God is there to give us the hope that we need to move forward. We must recognize that God is big and we are small. And that's why Mary, in these words, in the very first two lines, acknowledges that the Lord, he says, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. You know, when you recognize that God is so big and you start seeing your own weakness, one of the things you realize is i got sin in my life that needs to be addressed. And Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And so the story of, of Christmas is a story from the past. It's a story that we remember. We look back on a historical event in the past because it is very significant. And we can ask ourselves the question, and we do ask this question of each other, you can ask honest questions at Christmas time. You can say to someone, are you ready for Christmas? And they'll launch in and tell you whether they are or not. They'll give you their ideas about Christmas. If you're looking back and you're trying to remember or looking at the day, well, it's great to be ready for Christmas, but I want to ask a second question. And that is, are you ready for Christ to come back the second time? Because he's coming back again. And when he comes back again, we'll have the opportunity to see him face to face The opportunity that we have to go to heaven and enjoy him in heaven is dependent on whether we recognize whether God is big and we are small and that we choose him to be the savior of our own lives and our own hearts. And then we'll experience the blessing that God wants for each one of us. On the back of your bulletin that you were handed when you came in is a plan of salvation. Really, it will walk you through how you can come to know Jesus Christ as your own personal savior. I'd encourage you to take that home, look at it, When you take that bulletin home before you throw it away, just look at the back of it. It will explain to you how one can come to that personal relationship with Jesus Christ and be blessed by him and enjoy that relationship that he has. If you decide to make that commitment to the Lord, I want to encourage you to take that other piece that's in your bulletin that says connect with us. It's an opportunity for you to let me or Pastor Don know uh, that you've made that decision to follow the Lord. And we'd love to have you come and join with us and be a part of that growth experience as we're all trying to pursue the Lord, make Him the Lord of our lives, and experience the blessing that He's given to us. And that's the meaning of Christmas for all of us. Amen. And Heavenly Father, we do thank you that you've given us life through your light, Jesus Christ. Thank you for all you've done for us. We thank you for the love that you have for us. 
so much so that you died even while we were yet sinners so that we could have a personal relationship with you. We are so grateful for that, Lord. Thank you so much for all of your love for us, and we respond to that now. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing in this message. We pray it will make a difference in your life. Please consider joining us for our Sunday morning and evening worship services. For location and more information, visit our website, www.gracewaybc.org, and listen next time to learn more. May the God of peace richly bless you through his Son, Jesus Christ.